live right now had was setting up the tags and everything um recorded three videos that i'll edit while we film this so wow there you go yeah well uh we actually have a few crazy things deandre oh yeah we just saw some paulo bancaro bullshit you remember paulo bancaro day of the draft we were talking about the odds how they like flew up yeah listen to this bullshit like i i know you're gonna find this interesting according to evan cedary who's a basketball national reporter for basketball news says this the nets just jumped the pistons for the second best odds to land deandre aiden on DraftKings sportsbooks what is happening right now Historic odd movements. The Suns are still in first place with plus 135, while the Nets now jumped from plus 4,000 to plus 300, overtaking the Pistons plus 350. So right now, according to the sports books, the, the Nets just jumped 3,000 odds in favor to be the second favorite team, according to the sports books, to get DeAndre Aiden. Sounds like some corruption. That's that's what I well I again I don't know if this is all on sports books on all sports books or if this is on just DraftKings because correct me if I'm wrong isn't DraftKings and FanDuel's like sports books the ones that if you bet enough that the the clients can sway the lines? Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> like I know. I like Vegas sports books, that's controlled by Vegas. But like Pat McAfee, he'll be like, everyone boat bet on this because it'll boost the odds if everyone best bets on the same thing. Oh, is that legal? I, that's what I think the sports book do to entice people to bet because they're like, oh, if you guys all bet on the same shit, we'll boost your odds <laughs> and make it like a super boost. One sec, I have, I have a coffee. Carry, carry this for a sec. I'm going to go grab my coffee. I completely forgot about. What if I just didn't say a word? I guess he wouldn't know. So we'll spend this time taking a moment of silence, a moment of gratitude for this fine morning. There's animals in my wall, and they're, like, they're clawing all night, every night right now, and it's driving me nuts. And so... No, we're not looking at sleep times till about 5 a.m., 4 a.m., so it's been a long – but, yeah, you know, I think it's the best possible route for him, and if he continues on that pace, then, you know, he should be pretty good. So, What are you guys talking about? It's just stuff, you know. And stuff. Oh, that's cute. It's like we're, like, <laughs> at a, sleep a sleepover. You guys are being <laughs> – you guys are being secretive. <laughs> the most underrated roster going into the next season. I, I feel like this is a bit premature because we don't know what the finalized rosters look like. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, um, I don't know. I think I have an idea. Who do you have? Um... I don't know why the Raps come to mind, but I guess they're not necessarily underrated anymore. I think the Pelicans have got a unit. But once again, like, are they underrated too now that Zion's coming back and that they just made the playoffs? I don't know. But I think the Pellies are pretty good. I think 
I think the Wizards are underrated. I mean, again, this is bias, but Ke uh, I almost said Kevin, but Christoph Porzingis, if you look at his stats, post all-star break, basically his games with the Wizards to close out the season, he was literally an all NBA team member in those 12, 15 games. Listen to this, 17 games, he played 28 minutes a night, 22 points, eight, almost nine rebounds, three assists, a career high in assists, one and a half walks, a steal a night, shot 37% from three, 48% from the field. In 28 minutes a night, 22 points. If you play 36, that's like 25 points a night with 10 rebounds. That's pretty, pretty fucking dope from Christoph Orzegas. If you can keep that up and play 70 games, this team's a top five seed if they get a point guard. Well, who would that be? Monte Morris is my – well, John, John Wall was my original guess, but – we all will talk about that later, him going to the Clippers. So now I think they're going to look at Monte Morris making $9 million a year and then have, like, Johnny Davis as his backup. I like Kuz there. I love Kuz. Dude, that's another thing. Kuz, after the All-Star break, he averaged 21 and 10. Post-All-Star break in, thir like, 25 games, he averaged – literally was a double-double with Kristaps Porzingis. So imagine you add Bradley Beal into the mix. Yeah, the the great I saw a tweet last night. The greatest bag chaser of of all time. That's so stupid. I don't get why people are giving him so much shit. Like it used to be back in the day, people championed people who were loyal. Who like I guess that like yeah. like like everyone used to be like, look at this guy, be loyal. But at the same time, when those guys were being loyal, they were also being paid arm and a leg. It's just now that like you're there's an even more incentivized incentive to be loyal for getting a quarter billion of a dollar like why why anyone in that position who cares you can go if he really wants a ring and he never wins one he can buy one off of ebay quarter of a billion dollars you, crazy. you're not turning down that's generational wealth like his grandkids are going to be set up his his grandkids grandkids are still going to be having some of that money if it properly like invested in and manage, which I assume most, the majority of these guys who do end up with that money are, have the right people around them. Also, what do you think about these DeJounte Murray rumors? I, I think I still don't like them. I still don't get why they're swirling around. What's the new Hawks offer Gallinari in like three firsts? So this comes from like a like TV reporter in the Atlanta metro area, Zach Klein. Okay, and a lot of people I read the tweets and stuff. They're like, "You're very bold for putting this tweet out." And he says he has the sources. He's like a local journalist in the in the Atlanta area. So it's like it's not some random fuck living like in Oklahoma behind a computer. No, it's somebody whose foot's in the ground, and in in. Atlanta. I couldn't figure out that name. And supposedly it's Dan Daniello Gallinari and three first round picks. First off, what's up, Matt? I was playing Red Dead last night for the first time, and the guy's name's Arthur in the story. So um, you've never played Red Dead? No. Have you? Yeah, I played both. Second one. Like, so first one is good. First one's good. Oh, fuck. Are you it's playing? It's like really slow. Which one are you playing, first or second one? 
the second one it's just slow yeah yeah that's the problem with the second one it's the slowest fucking game on earth i played it for like a week and i if you have a next gen console just download the original one and it's it's sped up unfortunately uh, i've got the ps4 and it makes so much noise when i'm playing red dead but yeah, I'm on that Xbox next gen. Gallinari and three firsts. Yeah, Danilo Gallinari, three firsts. It's because they're gonna. It's the cap space they want. Because Danilo Gallinari is due twenty one million dollars, but only four point nine of that twenty one is partially guaranteed. So if they cut him, they save sixteen million. It just sounds like a stupid trade. It goes back to reinforce the argument that I have made. On every episode, teams are way are lining up for cap space and next year's draft class. Next year's draft class is allegedly the best draft class in like the last ten years. That some people might argue. And second, the free agency class might be the best free agency class in ten years. So imagine not only having cap space to sign two max contracts, but also have a shot to get Victor Yama, you know, Victor Wambayama. Also, the way Shea Texan, uh, DeJounte Murray only makes seventeen million a year this coming season. Well, sixteen point seven with incentives of up to two million extra dollars, worth five hundred thousand dollars extra if he makes one hundred twenty-five threes, five hundred thousand if he has a true shooting over fifty-eight percent, and five hundred thousand if he makes a all-defensive team or an all-NBA team. I don't know how I would just remember those contract in- incentives off the dome, but. <laughs> Um, John Collins only makes 23.5 and Trey Young, I believe this is the year his Supermax, uh, kicks in. All right. Do you understand how a buyout works or do you want me to explain it? Yeah, I, I understand it completely. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts, but how about you take it? <laughs> okay. So there's two ways you can buy somebody out. You can stretch provision them. Which, you know, sometimes when you look at a guy like Ryan Anderson or Kyle Singler and you look at like the Thunder or the Rockets book and you're like, wow, it's 2022 and you're still paying Ryan Anderson $9 million a year, that's a stretch provision. Instead of paying the guy 45 that year, you pay him 45 over uh, nine years, $5 million a year or five years, $9 million a year. Now, the way they're going to do the Rockets, the Rockets are either going to pay him 40 this year and he forfeited usually when you buy somebody out you forfeit some money most guys are willing to forfeit more to get out of that situation people like john wall and blake griffin are like are willing to go into the awkward situation like blake griffin just got paid 28 million dollars to not play for the pistons and then made a few other mill to play for the nets john wall gave up six of his 47 million dollars the rockets are paying him 41 million dollars to go play for the clippers that's the way it works and they can stretch that over a few years, but I don't think they're going to stretch it. They're going to pay it all off this year. I like that. They don't need the money right now. That's exactly it. So depending on teams like the Thunder, the Rockets, the Magic, they won't stretch it. They'll just be like, fuck it. We'll pay you $40 million. Like Kemba Walker got paid by the Thunder last year, and that's off their books. So they take these expiring contracts – Basically pay, have this huge expiring contract on the year for a books. While a contending team like the Pistons or – actually, the Pistons didn't do it. They just bought Blake Griffin out. But a team that's contending will buy somebody out and try to stretch it so it doesn't affect their cap. 
that's so like Luol Deng's contract. Boom. Perfect example. <laughs> Are they still paying him? I think it was I think this was the final year. <laughs> yeah, and he hasn't played since like 2017 on yeah. the Lakers cuz I know he played like one or two more years. So he was Lakers. Yeah. So right there that's a perfect example. Sub Aaron. Sub Mr. 81. And cool. yeah. So yeah, that's how a buyout works. Basically, you can either if you're a team that has a bunch of cap space and you're rebuilding, you typically just buy that player off and pay it off within the one year. If you're a contending team, <laughs> yeah, he's got the they got the <laughs> Boogie Knights 1970s Mark Wahlberg stash. About to go up, about to go up and offer guys to jerk you off for like fifteen dollars. Have Whoa. you ever, have you not seen? <laughs> have you never no. seen? You never seen Boogie Nights? No. Okay, it's about Mark Wahlberg having like the biggest dick in the world and becoming like a oh. 1970s porn star. You get to see his cock at the end, the prosthetic. He still has it. And and then at one point, his dick stops working. So he like starts letting people watch him jerk off. And Aaron Barton, we were talking about the Jonte Murray potentially being traded to the Hawks. Uh, supposedly, I believe it's either Aaron Klein or Zach Klein of a local Atlanta like news station reported that Daniel Gallinari and three first round picks for DeJounte Murray is the trade that's on the table. John Collins will not be traded. And I, I think that's cool for the Hawks. Genius. Yeah, I think that's cool. Because, dude, imagine Clint Capella, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young. I assume DeJounte's playing shooting guard. They'll tell him to play a little bit off ball. It's still so weird. Oh, I agree. It's weird. But defense, so weird. you have defensively, that's good because then you're like, oh, we need scoring. Throwing Bogdan off the bench, throw Kevin Herter off the bench, throw AJ Griffin off the bench, throw, you know. How sweet is it to be the Houston Rockets? Pretty fucking sweet, let me tell you. Why? <laughs> Why? You guys haven't won. We just keep catching W's. That's all that we're catching is just W after W after W after W. Sometimes it starts to burn you out. It's like how many, how many damn wins are we gonna take right now? Like, I don't want to catch all my chickens before they hatch. So, or eggs. However the fuck that saying goes. So, Trey Young played shooting guard early on. That's terrible. My oh, there you go. My roommate uh, in his senior year of high school went to Lubbock, Texas. Uh, not Lubbock, Texas, to uh, Norman, Oklahoma. And he played Trey Young at Oklahoma because he was, like, at a uh, at a camp trying to showcase his skills to get a scholarship. And he, like, stripped Trey Young and, like, scored on Trey Young and looked at Logan Kruger. And he's, like, <laughs> he, like, yelled at that. He's, like, I just scored on your guy. He's, like, how you like that or something like that. And Logan Kruger, because he, like, stripped uh, Trey Young and then, like, did a move on him, he said. And he did it, like, two times in a row. And he looked at Logan Kruger. And he's, like, how he's like where's my scholarship? <laughs> or something like that at Logan Kruger. Logan Kruger supposedly was just standing there, like, <laughs> like looked at to... have. Yeah. Well, my boy's, like, insane. He could have went to Central Arkansas or, like, Dartmouth for basketball, but didn't want to play in it. Damn. So, yeah, Matt, Kyrie's going to be on the Lakers start of the season. Book it here. Book it here. I'll give you four, plus 4,000 odds. Then it'll jump up to 350. 
on Friday. That's the worst granola bar ever. Dude, those that looks good. It looks like a chew. There's no way it's that bad. No way. It was it, dude, it fell apart in my mouth. So what is it like five years old or it, it has to be. Like I don't know, dude. This thing's falling apart while I'm holding it. Those are like some of the best. Those are some of the best kinds of granola bars right there. I'm a I'm kind of a kind bar guy. I actually have kind bars. Freak show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like quality ingredients put in me. The best is uh, the t- chocolate dipped chewy bars. That's the best one. Sea salt. Uh, sea salt almonds and dark chocolate is the best kind bar. Bro, I'm pretty sure kind bars are garbage. <laughs> you know what are garbage? Those RX bars. Oh, those are disgusting. Those things are like bricks, bro. And they're like just influencers. Yeah. Is this Derek? Derek Grant? Deverick. Deverick Grant. Utility for agents. And the Houston Rockets sign or look for. Why do you guys still have David Waba? You can't answer that. Don't we have David Waba? No, you guys legitimately don't play him, though. Why don't you have David Wobb? I think we still have David. Well, so sometimes you'd have games where... It was surprisingly close? No. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you'd have games where the defense wasn't great. Um, So every game? Well, yeah. But sometimes you'd have David Waba come out second half, start in the second half. You wouldn't play a minute in the first, and then he'd come out in the second half, and he would just start running it up. But yeah, on defense, Dever, I'm not. I think Waba. I think for some reason, I think they keep him. I don't really know why. I don't logistically. I don't. I don't know why. But people I think, how to play defense. Yeah, I think they're gonna <laughs> keep him. But we have a lot of players, and the John Wall cut was huge. Actually, someone made fun of me in my video yesterday about John Wall getting bought out. He's like, you could have said who they should sign instead. And it's like, shit, bro. They got like over 20 dudes on their roster. I don't we, – we shouldn't sign anybody. Like, I don't think the Rockets should sign anybody. Mo Bamba's interesting. Well, I want to be as financially flexible next season as, as humanly possible. So – yeah, I say Sam Pat. I agree. Again, I really, really think media members are overhyping this offseason. It's pretty boring. I think the players are going to be the Pistons, the Spurs. Who else has cap space? Like, I don't think anything really is happening. I guess the Knicks are going to get Jalen Brunson. And then Colin Sexton will probably maybe go somewhere else. I don't. This is going to be a boring offseason. Everyone's acting like it's going to be this thing. I think teams are going to probably run it back. Like, I think the trades have been telling. We haven't seen any major trade. I, yeah. think, the, I think the biggest trade we'll see. I don't even know if Rudy Gobert is going to get traded. I was about to say a Rudy yeah, Gobert right. trade is about to be the biggest trade. But I don't know what the fuck. The, they don't even have a coach yet. But the second thing is, is I think Rudy Gobert... If this DeJounte Murray trade does not happen, I think Rudy Gobert is the only player left that I'd be like, 
he could be he could be traded, but like I think they're having problems trying to trade him because I think the Jazz hold him at one value and everybody in the league holds him down here and they're yeah. just like I think and, um I don't think Gobert I don't think anything happens to him. Now I think Miles Bridges is the biggest one. I heard he's going to the Pistons. They're offering him a max. If I if I'm the Pistons, I'm offering him a max. I we talked about this last episode, but I don't know. I don't think Miles. I mean, Miles Bridges to me right now isn't worth a max. But if I'm Charlotte, yeah, potentially. If I'm Charlotte, I'm probably going after that because I don't. I I don't get too many good players in Charlotte. They're supposedly not willing to offer him the max. I think that I just think that's a mistake. I think it'll bite them. I mean, they have the right to meet anything, but at the same time, I haven't heard a bunch of teams offering him the max. I've heard a a few desperate teams are willing to offer him the max. I think I have a bold prediction. I do think one team. I think they're a super team will be formed. You think? I is it's super unrealistic. It's super crazy. It's very far fetched, but. I I think some maybe not a super team maybe that's not as but I get what you mean I get what you're trying to say there's a clear obvious openness to the NBA right now in my opinion like the NBA is so open I feel like the NBA is the most open it has been since I I can't even I didn't even watch basketball before the Celtics maybe before the Celtics like. There's no clear cut. Warriors are good. The Bucks are good. The last two final winners, but it's not like, you know, I'm hammering them down as a bet to back to back it next year or to Milwaukee to get back there. Milwaukee's good, but no, I agree. Yeah, keep going. There's just no like 2012 Heat or there's no KD on the Warriors. There's no anything crazy. I, I think will- the Nets are the team, to be honest. All right, I, I don't know. If I'm You're going to have finan- do you have financial issues with that? Yeah, because right now they they're they have a lot of money tied up to three players, but uh this is what I think. I think there is, the the NBA is wide open, but it's wide open for a Western Conference team. I think the West, I think the eight best West team are arguably better than the best for, uh Top four East teams. Wow, I don't think you're far off. Like, let me let let me run the okay. So the Western Conference this past year, what? Okay, so the top four teams in the East: Heat, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. The top eight teams in the Western Conference: the Suns are better, the Grizzlies are better, the Warriors are better, the Mavericks. Eh, that's where we start to go, eh, depending on how this offseason shapes. The Jazz, eh. I think the Nuggets, if fully healthy, are better. And then you have the Timberwolves, Pelicans, Clippers, Spurs, Lakers, that are all like the Clippers, Pelicans, and Lakers are all arguably on the upswing. Same thing with the T-Wolves. I think the Spurs are the only one that went down. I just think the West is so much deeper. Yeah, I think they're the West is better. It's crazy how we thought the East was like 
that conference for the first two months this past year. Whoa, but, wait, 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 wait. Never mind, never mind, keep going. Trade, uh, trade. Yeah, dude, My I had five, I had five Twitter <laughs> notifications and I was just like, what am I missing, you know? <laughs> trade, trade, trade. Whoa, the Minnesota cool. Timberwolves have entered the chat. The Minnesota Timberwolves have expressed serious interest in DeJounte Murray and have Whoa. reportedly dangled three first-round picks and D'Angelo Russell. Whoa. Damn. According to SpursTalk.com. That's pretty cool. I'm taking the Hawks deal, though. I want cap space. If this is the deal, you're going backwards getting DeJounte. I mean, not DeJounte. D'Angelo Russell. Like, it's cool, but, like, you're now cap constrained. Because then you're going to have to trade him again. <sighs> Thank you. Keel said it best. Keel said it best. Oh, he does not. He doesn't. <laughs> He's not a Spurs guy. If, if the reason DeJounte Murray is being forced out of San Antonio because – he isn't Spurs way off the court. D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> on, on and off the court, D'Lo ain't the Spurs way. I want him to stay a mini with his boy Cat. This was like their first real year together. Like a full health and I'm, no issues. I'm, will I'm willing to give D'Lo one more year, but it's a pretty telling sign when Pat Bev is already begging the Miami Heat to trade for him. Yeah, Pat Bev has gone on ESPN and he goes, this ain't NBA TV. You can say anything on ESPN. Miami, what about Pat Bev? Miami, come get Pat Beverly. Is, are you allowed to do that? I'm all for that because I think I, that's he funny. Did it. Are you allowed to do that? He was hosting, you know. Isn't that tampering? I don't know. He was hosting ESPN. <laughs> And that's what he did, like, on two separate occasions. He'd literally go, how about Pat Bev to the Heat? They're like, literally, he did that twice. He's like, this ain't NBA TV. This is ESPN. This? Uh, about a week, two weeks ago. Oh, we have breaking news. What's up? Breaking news. New Orleans Noel to the Clippers. Noel. Oh, oh. Possibly. Breaking news, the New York Knicks have had exploratory discussions, which, by the way, let me say this, the Los Angeles Clippers have one of the best rosters in the entire NBA, and they will make a deep playoff run next season. New York Knicks have had exploratory, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I guess it would be around the Clippers. Would it be Zubak then in exchange? I freaking hope not, dude. Are you serious? Give him R.J. Barrett. I like Zubats. RJ Barrett staying. He's getting max. He's gonna get I'm supposed. Not maxing that. I'm not maxing. That I just read an article. They just said that RJ Barrett, the Athletic conducted a poll asking 16 officials and NBA front offices what they would deem a fair number for Barrett in the extension this fall. Responses ranged from 15 to 30 million dollars a year. No one advocated for the Knicks to give him max. However, exactly half of the responses were. A nice, clean four years, $100 million deal for R.J. Barrett from eight of the executives. 
four years on her mill. Yeah. Because fucking luck. <laughs> there, I don't... There, there will be a team who want, who would pay him more than that. What is R.J. Barrett? A small forward? An undersized small forward? Is that where we're classifying him? I mean, I guess. I like R.J. I love I... that boy nice. Okay, can we talk about how disappointing that Duke class is? Zion, this past RJ? Year? No, Zion, oh. RJ, and Cam Reddish. <laughs> like, that's Dude, legitimately uh, disappointing, right? That's It's been a disappointment. As a Duke fan, Cam Reddish always worried me. I Cam Reddish was the guy in college and even still now in the pros that you just want to do well so badly, and it just never happens. And then I didn't sometimes. Watch him. Sometimes he'll just drop like twenty five with a bunch of threes, and I'll be like, "Oh, cool! Like, is this the start of Cam Reddish?" And then next game, seven points. RJ is cool, yeah. Disappointed in in RJ, but at the same time, RJ just had a good season. RJ, I think, is a good player. I don't even know what his ceiling or floor is. Zion's really good, though. Zion, will, yeah, as Aaron says, Zion will be back, and he'll be back with a vengeance. Keel, so I talked to Kevin Schonard of the Atlanta Hawks, and we actually discussed the detriment that Cam Reddish was for the Atlanta Hawks, that Cam Reddish became literally played himself off the floor in Atlanta, and Atlanta tried, literally tried to like div- give Cam Reddish what he wanted, and every time they'd give him the opportunity, he sucked. And to play for Tom Thibodeau, you have to, in practice, play defense. Everybody knows this. To play for Tom Thibodeau, you have to play practice in practice as hard as you do in the game defense. He won't play you if you don't play defense. And Cam Reddish doesn't play defense. What? Yeah. He doesn't play defense. Yeah, I know it's in my blowing. He doesn't no. play defense. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm players... not buying it. On this episode of this segment of Are You Buying This? I'm going no. I'm <laughs> penciling in no. Not buying it. Did they really charge? No they way. Really? Dude. No way, dude. That cannot be real. If if the Kings offered that, that would have been geek. Also, I call bullshit. Jaden Ivey says he's never touched a Never touched a CD or seen it or seen a CD before. I call bullshit on that. Every fucking person has touched the CD before. All right. If as if you were as long as you were born before oh three, your parents played CDs for you as a kid. Ooh. He said he hasn't touched one or hasn't seen one. Both. It doesn't surprise me. Really? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised with these kids, man. I think Yeah, I think we're I don't I'm not going down this rabbit hole, but um we're gonna see some interesting stuff, I would imagine, in the next ten years with with my and yours and the one before us is generation. How old are you? Thirty two. No, are you uh, are you born in the nineties or two thousands? Ninety nine. Same. Yeah. <laughs> thank well, fucking God. Yeah, thank the Lord. What month? I'm eleven, July. eleven, nine. Oh fuck, you're three months old. Wow, you're me. like 
You're like divinely. I have the same birthday as Leonardo DiCaprio. It like divinely connect. I don't know. Whatever. Eleven eleven seems like has some significance. Eleven eleven ninety nine. Wow, it's all. Yeah, it's all multiple, like the same. Yeah, that's cool. Multiples of eleven. If you're born in, if you're born in, and then the number starts with two, I don't trust you. Sorry, I'm just kidding. My, Keel. <laughs> hey, Keel, my dad in 1978, when he went skiing in Aspen, he bought the first Walkman. You had to hang it from his neck, and he said they looked so cool because they had the headphones on. They were skiing down Aspen, and they had the they had these massive Walkmans like hanging from their necks with like cassette tapes. Oh, you know, that's Walk- what that is. No, I don't you know. know what that is. A Walkman's what eventually became an MP3 player. Before MP3 mm-hmm. players you and CD players, you had Walkmans. Mm-hmm. You watch any 80s movie and you see them put a cassette tape into a little like mobile thing that has headphones to their heads. That's a Walkman because you can listen to music while you walk, man. <laughs> you like that? You, you like that little? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think first off, Greg Popovich says he's been rejuvenated by coaching these young guys. And I think Greg Popovich is trying to find Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili. And I think part of the reason why DeJounte Murray could be traded is DeJounte Murray might not be the leader that Greg Popovich wants. He wants guys like Jimmy Butler. Lead by example. Like, if you're loud, that's fine, but lead by example. Yeah. And again, I don't know if DeJounte does that. It doesn't seem like he does. Did Jimmy Butler scream Spurs? Oh, really? I think you he don't think it was Miami. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what the freaking Spurs are doing, man. I don't keep DeJounte. At least they got, like, nice other people outside of DeJounte. I just... Three first round picks. I guess you can't complain, but it sucks to see dope ass players go. I mean, he was like Deshante, like really came out of not didn't come out of nowhere this past year, but he really like freaking. I think balled. he did ball out. He he did something only the only other player name is named Luka Doncic, which is the average eighteen seven and seven. So yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely an interesting. I don't know. It's just a lot of I know Spurs fans are torn because a lot of people don't like his off the court. Supposedly he fights with his baby mama a lot. And there's like a lot of off the court stuff that DeJounte does that supposedly isn't the Spurs way. Which like Mm -hmm. fuck your way. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, it's cool that... uh... Pop is is back, but we'll see if this old dog can keep up with these new dogs. Because my guess is no, but Popovich is he's Popovich. So if there's gonna be somebody who does it, I just, he just seems like he's so old school that like I don't know if his style, I don't know if what he's looking for is even attainable anymore. Like I don't even know if you can find three players like that anymore. I, well, the thing with Greg Popovich is he's a, a He's like the only guy in the NBA who can coach NBA players like college players, and it works. I like that. 
Well, that that's his whole thing. He's always done that. He wants people who will follow his every command and like will go into battle and die for him. I don't want that too. Same. And those are really good basketball players because they'll listen to your every every like command. So I, think- I think that's what you need. You can't have Doc Rivers dudes out here. Aren't you Actually, mind blown that he doesn't do, do practice? I kind of like the the basic idea of that, like keeping your players healthy all season and and or rested. But as far as winning a championship, I it just doesn't sound like it can really. Like I bet you he does some sort of like like daily upkeep through or something i i don't know i i but like i guess maybe watching film but i just think i don't i'm a big fan of practice i i live by the statement practice 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 makes better so i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know I think Doc Rivers is a guy who's been carried by his players for way too long. And like yeah. what Keel said. If if the Spurs ever leave San Antonio, I will literally riot. I will quite literally riot. They wouldn't. I would be so sad and depressed that I wouldn't know how to handle myself accordingly. Dude, okay, so listen to this. You know what's what's weird is I don't think European players want to come to the NBA anymore as much. Unless you're drafted young and you come over, I don't think guys who are in their prime in Europe, like Vasilya Mice, who's like the best player in Europe right now, keeps flirting and flirting with coming over to the NBA. But really all he does is every time he flirts and he almost comes over, he basically turns around and he goes – to his, his the club he is with in Europe, he's like, so I want a one point five million dollar raise, and every year he gets a raise. So people don't know <laughs> if he's just say, if he's just teasing the NBA so he can get a raise every year, or yeah. he actually he actually wants to go, but he keeps getting a raise. But <laughs> you know, so like, it, it's the problem. I love Euro players, but if you don't come over young like Denny Avdia and Luka Doncic. You're just like at 26, 27, you're like, do I want to go to the NBA and be potentially just a rotational role player making the same money? Or can I make the same money, maybe more, and be a superstar? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Plus, they give you a car. They pay for your house. A lot of these uh, these EuroLeague teams, not only do you get your contract – that pays you they give you a company car they give you a company apartment they give you like basically you're living for free off of the amenities and you're just collecting a check i think most of them want to either stay in europe and they never have a plan to go to the nba or they have a plan to the nba and they want to go to the nba that's a good way to put it like kai soto i know he's not euro but like he wants to go to the NBA. NBA is his goal. That is his destination. And yeah. um, he might have to stay in Australia for another year. But people also forget about the language. Some people don't want to learn English. Mm-hmm. Like a, yeah. coming to the NBA requires you to learn English. English seems like 
a massive pain in the ass. There's a lot of flaws with this. Oh, language. it's all, yeah. it's a hundred percent flawed. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. I mean, I don't know. Actually, actually, if you're a professional basketball player, you don't really care about this. But I think like America, America, English is like the business language of the world. Like you have to know it. It became. It became. It used to be French. Yeah. Like if you. Oh, we we. Oh no. Je me siro, s'il vous plaît. Je ne sais quoi. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> oh wow, monsieur. I took French for one year. Je m'appelle Ciro Seo. S'il vous plaît. Je ne sais quoi. Je m'appelle Jacques. <laughs> Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the I think Euroleague is just such a cool, fascinating story. I remember growing up in like high school and the Bulls getting Miritich and just being like, oh man, like like Fucking next man. year, next season, next season, next season, 20 and 10, put that shit in pen. Like it's going down. Miritich is throwing it down. Was he that good? Or do you think he was just on a bad team out? So like his, wasn't that year where he, <laughs> he like was amazing for y'all. You guys were like 30 and 50. He, he, I think he was a solid basketball. Let me look up his stats, but I think he was a solid basketball player. I think I bet 2017, you, 2018, he, he was averaging 17, but he only played 25 games for y'all. Then he got yeah, traded. so I oh he got traded. I forgot about oh, the Pelicans. Yeah, Dude, I, that was tough. And then he got traded again to the Bucks, bro. He that's why he went back to Europe. He just is like in one <laughs> fucking year I got traded twice. This man could have won a ring if he had just stayed. Yeah, two extra. Yeah, he could have stayed. <laughs> Literally just two seasons and he gets a ring. I one season. Guessed, I wouldn't have guessed Miritich's. That is this young, and that was when his last time in the NBA because it feels like way longer than 2018 2019 that Nikola Mirkatich was there. Young people trying to be the next Woj. Are you trying to be the next Woj? Me? Yeah. No, I just, I, I'm foreign. So when I watch basketball, I'm naturally always been drawn to guys like Rudy Fernandez, Costas. Uh, Kosas Kalopoulos and just like any you know any foreign guy that comes into the NBA because myself I was foreign so like you know what I mean like I always looked for the Argentines like the Pablo Prigionis the Facundo Campazos you know the Luis Scola isn't he from yeah Luis Scola from Argentina I've always just looked for like for people from Italy Argentina Spain France Ricky Rubio just because like for me uh, they're trying to find the next Bo Cruz. No, it's just honestly, it's just like the same way people, you look for the next basketball player from your hometown. For me, I'm, I've always like, I'm, I'm an initial, like, I, even though I was born, I'm the first person ever born in America, my whole family. I'm the, I have, all my family lives up in Europe in Argentina. So I was always just trying That's super to, sick. yeah. So like, for me, it was always just trying to find that. You know, inter- I always related to the international players, you know, because they kind of looked like me, some of them, you know. Quick shout um, out to Doug Christie from my hometown. What's that's good? actually if cool. You're watch- if you're watching this, what's good? He went to the same high school as Jimmy G. Really? G stands for gets the Super Bowls. Wait. Roy Meadows. Jimmy B? G. G. Uh, who's, G- Jimmy G? who's Jimmy B? Who's Jimmy B? 
Jimmy Butler? Oh, no. Who's Jimmy G? That's JB, oh. the G stands for gets. Jimmy G, the quarterback? Uh, 49ers quarterback, yeah. yeah. Dude, that guy yeah. that guy is a fuck, could have a career as a model if he wasn't an NFL quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> that guy literally could do, like, anything. Oh, KJ Martin, he's definitely – wait, Hawks definitely making – KJ Martin. I want him to go to the Nets. I just, I didn't even know how to feel about KJ. Like, how are you asking for a trade in your second year after almost going undrafted and getting 79 games played on 21 minutes? How are you, what are you complaining about? Play better. More if you want better. a solidified role, play better. I want KJ Martin gone because I, even if he even if he pans out to be a good player, it doesn't seem like I can trust him. Doesn't seem like he can take competition, and that's not somebody I want on my roster. So unfortunately, I guess I was wrong about KJ Martin Jr. And regardless if he starts the season dropping twenty five, I'd say get him out of Houston. But in that situation, maybe wait to the trade deadline or capitalize on it right away. But it's very far fetched that he's averaging twenty five points. Yeah, I. I think the reason why is just he. You notice he wasn't going to get any playing time. Then, but he could. It's not like if he was playing unbelievable, like he he'd still find a way to get twenty minutes a night next season. Christian Wood, I like that. Christian Wood must have rubbed off on KJ Martin. Cancer spread very fast, and you can't have any weak links on your team. I don't want any dorks on my basketball team. I don't want a dork. Christian Wood, dork. Cajun Martin, <laughs> dork. Get him off. Can't trust it. Can't be trusted. So, I want him I out. think, I think the problem – I don't even know. Is Steven Siles a good coach? What's your take on Steven Siles? I think Steven Siles is one of the most – I think he has one of the best offensive basketball minds. I think That's he what I probably, heard. I think he probably is one of the better coaches in the NBA with – the worst roster in for the team in over a decade. And I think that you'll start to see it this season. And then I'm hoping the Rockets do enough to keep him. But if they have another worst record, it's going to be hard for them to kind of like, um, what's the word? Not explain, but to like, like be like, yeah, Silas is still this guy. Like it'd be kind of hard to like back that up if he if we go like eighteen and. Well, he's widely respected amongst coaching circles. Like I remember when you guys were because he was he was brought in to coach James Harden. And, yeah, exactly, and, exactly. And he's had multiple coaches reach out like midseason where they like literally have said, "I feel sorry for Steven Silas. He's a good coach. He doesn't deserve this." But at the same time, what's your take on Ralph Stone? Raphael Stone is the best GM in the, I don't, in, I don't in basketball, except maybe Troy Weaver. Troy Weaver's probably right there with him. Yeah, he's definitely the best GM in the NBA. I don't know if this is sarcastic. No, it's not. I have um, real quick though. Silas, I think he runs a very complex scheme, and I think he, like I think Quinn it takes Snyder a while. Complex? I think it, I think it just requires several different variables and I don't think that they had what he needed on the roster in the past two seasons to make that work until Tice was gone and until Wood was out of the rotation and until Eric Gordon was out of the rotation. But yeah, I think Ruff Ruff is top GM. 
he's he's that top GM for me. I mean, he I I can't think of a bad move he's made yet. I don't know what he's – it's just like Troy Weaver. I, I don't know. Neither of those guys, they're in the same year going into year three. And um, <laughs> I never understood why it was like, like personal for a lot of these cats. Detroit's really dope. Everyone kept calling Detroit a poverty city and not – Teal's just roasting you, Loki. <laughs> Somehow the pisses around. I'm just saying, I don't have. I never was a part about that beef. I'm all for the competition. I hope that they get a little rivalry going, but it it does seem like at this point last year it was Cade's better. No, Jalen's better. No, Cade's better. No, Jalen's better. And now it's like, damn, we both got dogs, and they both like are pretty competitive with it. We both got more dogs and through the draft. Like this should be a fun rivalry are you guys are rivals well it we kind of were a little bit before when we had one and two and then now Jalen and Cade go like not way back but they go a little back and uh Jalen flexed on Cade and what was that like game number eight of the season so <laughs> Cade didn't really react cool calm composed and then just like literally feasted the rest of the game and picked apart Jalen Green and won the game and still was humble about it that's like the two can that's like the two i think it's dope no no i agree i just had to yell at my dog she's looking at her paws and i'm like hey when she licks her paws be back later guys <laughs> wife wants to chat go take Thank care you. of the poon i don't know i didn't mean that at all you have a wife so like I, I'm, I'm done dude i this morning was rough for me. I was laying in bed till like nine o'clock and I was just like, I was literally going to text you. I was like, we might have to delay this an hour. And then I drank two cups of coffee. I was like, no, we're going to do Damn, this now. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Cause I got to go interview this girl here in like 10, 15 minutes. And she's like, who are you interviewing? It, she's just like an attractive girl and it's early in the morning. And I, have these animals in my walls and I didn't sleep till like four 30 and why are you she's dating someone that? in the NFL? And it's just like, I, for what? what for show? golf ball. For golf ball. How, but if she's dating someone in the NFL, how does it relate to golf balling? She's a division one golfer. She plays at Alabama. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I also, like... I also want to say two things. A, Girl athletes, Division One girl athletes, think they're like I've, not all of them, but like a lot of them think they're really hot shit. Like I, all my time talking to them, they thought they were like top ship. At least this was freshman year. I haven't really talked, like tried to talk to girls since like I've been dating my girlfriend for the last three years. But they were kind of, kind of cunts. Okay, at least this one girl named Sasha, who was on, she actually plays at Bama for tennis now, but she was at KU. And she was, she was a, I, I would say this, you were a bitch. I was just nice to you at acting class. I was being nice. I thought, I thought you were better than me. I've actually not salty, but this is, I actually thought about this yesterday. I was like, I was literally just being nice, invited you to some parties. Left me on red, bro. What's that about? I hope your, I hope your tennis career fails. Ooh, looks like we got a call in from a Sasha from Bama. Yeah. Sasha from Bama. <laughs> Her real name was like Alexandra Goskachov. I mean, she might have been Russian, so she might not be here anymore. But like, 
That was a terrible joke. She I, I, I was going to say she sounds like she knows about – she knows a thing or two about invasions, but I didn't know if that was yeah. – are we, are we allowed to make fun of Russians or is that just not allowed? Can I assume I won't, every... I won't be doing – I won't be intaking in any Russian slander so or propaganda, so you can – you can do you. I mean, I'm uh, a. I'll... <laughs> we'll let YouTube figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> this isn't a politically driven show, but <laughs> <laughs> there's no political agenda except that democracy fucking rules. Okay, like just like if you ever want to see how democracy beat communism, okay, watch the documentary Rocky Four. Okay, Rocky Balboa is sent to moscow and what does he do he takes on primitive training because the russians try to subdue him into a lower state and make him train against with inferior technology against the communist field ivan drago okay <laughs> and what does he do he goes into that ring and they're chanting in moscow drago drago by the freaking 10th round he's like iron cutting lead okay the moscow crowd goes from Drago, Drago to Balboa, Rocky, Rocky. Okay, you know what? That is a documentary. They show the fall of the Berlin Wall. Communism ends at the end. What does he do? He's lifted up by by the Russian people, wrapped in an American flag to show that communism has ended. Democracy has prevailed. What a great documentary. Yeah, I've never seen that. <laughs> You've never seen Rocky Four? Or any of the Rocky movies. They got right. up to four. That's crazy. No, they got up to seven, bro. There's Rocky one, two, three, four. And then there's Rocky five where he suffers brain damage from the communism fight. And then he starts training Tommy Gunn. But then Tommy Gunn feels like he's living under Rocky Balboa's shadow. So what do they do? They street fight. They have a street fight where uh, Rocky Balboa suffers more brain damage as in the street fight. And they show him suffering brain damage. And then in Rocky Six, he's 60 years old, and he comes back at 60 years old and fights the number one heavyweight and loses. And then, and then there's Creed, and then there's Creed Two. They all sound boring. Sorry. Thank you, though, Deborah. Appreciate it. Deborah, you want a good Russian movie? You watch From Russia with Love. I love From Russia with Love. <laughs> Red wine with fish. Should have known something was wrong. You're the one on your knees, old man. Who are you calling old man? <laughs> it was like one week after I started watching them. It was like it was like actually like the first week of the show because I remember talking to you about it. And mm -hmm. I, I was at a bar and some old guy was like, let me get a martini, shaken, not stirred. I've what actually had that. Is it good? I hate martinis. Oh, um, well, I've only had martinis when I'm really fucked up. At airports, because I get really fucked up. Oh, nice. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Rocky was supposed to die in the street fight. They just show him getting CTE. Like, they edit it, so, like, he gets hit in the head. He's like, Ugh. like, and, like, they show him, like, like, getting CTE in the moment. Also, I thought Creed 2, the one where he does fight, was kind of underwhelming. Also, I've thought about this. Closing segment of the show will now be movie recommendation. I'm going to recommend a movie for you to watch. 
and for everyone for me to, to watch. watch for the viewer. Yeah, like I watch a movie like one or two movies every day. Like last night, I watched. What the fuck did I watch last night? From Russia. Yeah. I literally watched the movie last night and I kind of No, I watched private parts last night. Have you seen the Howard Stern movie? From Russia. No. So private parts, you should watch it if you have HBO. It's Howard Stern's Oh damn. Otherwise I'd be binging um what's it called? Eastbound and Down. I've seen every episode. You're fucking out. <laughs> yeah. I just started it. My buddy in Florida just put me on when I was there like two weeks ago and we watched a few and it was so Danny McBride is so fucking funny. Also, he has the righteous gemstones. He has vice yes. principles. <laughs> vice principles is another great one. He also has, um, dude, he has a great movie, dude. I love, I got my girlfriend into Danny McBride. That's like the kind of shows I write. I'm sober and ready. I destroy competitions. My favorite is, I got a dick like Croatians. Like what? I got five this go. It is like the best Cobra. Uh, undaunted, I knew the game was mine to win. Just like in life, all of my successes depend on me. I'm the man who has the ball. I'm the man who can throw it faster than fuck. So that that is why I'm better than everyone in the world. Kiss my ass and suck my dick, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> people say kenny powers is a woman hater that's not true i love women every fucking one of them even the ugliest shit ones but don't ask me to trust them not even nuns because every pair of tits comes with a gaping hole of need that kenny powers can't even fill <laughs> <laughs> okay do you have amazon prime you need to watch the show in betweeners oh i love in betweeners in betweeners is show. Great, great show. show. <laughs> have you seen Goodfellas? Yeah. Okay, so there's a movie. Oh, fuck, you don't have HBO. But there's this movie called My Blue Heaven. And a month after Goodfellas was released, a book written by the wife of the person who wrote Goodfellas, they made a comedy film where Steve Martin plays basically Henry Hill when he gets sent into witness protection call. And Ricky Moranis is... You know, that is the is the FBI agent who's his handler. Do you know who Ricky Moranis is? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The guy who plays like the Darth Vader in Spaceballs. I'm not a weirdo, bro. Nah. You, you don't watch space, Spaceballs. Spaceballs is not Star Wars. It's like one of the greatest comedies ever. Still you, sounds dorky. Spaceballs? Yeah. Okay, you've just missed out. <laughs> you just missed out okay i think everyone's seen space balls what about starship troopers i had friends i don't know i'm just kidding i have friends too i have friends i'm just kidding i just don't sleep i don't sleep you, you know what i mean <laughs> i sleep like three four hours a night what do you think but, i but no <laughs> i mean i got so many movies i i can tell you like there's another, you know what? Okay, so I gotta think of something on Amazon Prime for. Oh, the Matador. I don't have Amazon Prime. What do you have? What do you watch? <laughs> I have Netflix. <laughs> I don't watch shit. You have just Netflix. I have uh, my friends Hulu. Actually, Hulu has private parts on it. Watch the first Rocky and then the second one. I always, I have always wanted to see Rocky. 
Yeah, watch Rocky. Watch Rocky. You should. I didn't know there were seven of them. Like you don't on. have to you watch all seven. To, you oh, oh, no. You got to watch Rocky one and two. Rocky four. I think that's really all you got to watch. There's no Rocky. way that there's no way it needed to go to seven. It, I feel like I can say this and it can be right, and people would agree that it ruined its legacy by making seven of them. What about First Blood? First Blood's another great one. John Rambo. I, I've, I've, I have. Thank you, First Blood, not me. Thank you, First Blood. You ever see It's Always Sunny? Yeah. There's like that episode where Frank just like plays, narrates like a, 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 a Rambo movie. <laughs> yeah. There's another great movie Danny DeVito's in. There's a few of them. Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where a Danny DeVito impregnates Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold Schwarzenegger has a kid. And then there's another, <laughs> and then there's another one called twins where in a lab, they create the perfect man. One has everything a man would want. And then his twin brother has everything a man wouldn't. The man that everything, what every man wants is Arnold Schwarzenegger and his twin brother is Danny DeVito. <laughs> and they're called twins. But but there's another great Danny DeVito movie called Head Office with Ricky Moranis, Judge Reinhold, who's also in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and Pe uh, Beverly Hillcops. I've watched way too many movies. I love movies. I'm going to just watch Under the Silver Lake later. Have you ever seen uh, that movie, actually? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't tell me anything about movies until you watch Under the Silver Under Lake. Is it also Silver Lake? Yeah. It looks Clippers like Clippers chances, is. 25%. I say third. I give them 30. Under the Silver Lake, so it's a new movie. Is it? Yeah, like 2018. Yeah. Oh, wow. First Blood is a badass movie. Whenever I'm driving and people are on campus and they're like like walking and pissing me off, I pull a John Rambo when he's on the dirt bike. I go, move, move, get out of the way. Get out of the way, move, 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 get out, get out. I'd probably say fuck off out loud. <laughs> I mean, well, what I do is when people piss me off, I just start making faces. And I like whenever people road rage at me, I just act crazy in my car. I'll be like, because no one wants to fuck with a crazy person. Dude, you got it. You got, I, I wouldn't do that in Chicago. If you ever go to Chicago, just fucking put your head down and don't do any of that. You'll get shot or fucking stab i'm from baltimore I'm, I'm well yeah that's fair saying. that's fair yep that's fair do you guys have squeegee boys woozy boards squeegee boys people who stand by the highway exit uh, like people in the city Whoa. will stand by with the exit with a squeegee and uh windex and they'll come up to your car when you're at a light oh, and oh. start squeegeeing your car and if you don't and like you'll be like nah bro and they'll be like they'll like hit your shit they're like assholes or like, have you heard of the Twelve O'clock Boys? The guys who ride ATVs through the city. No, I'd give the squeegee guys some money though. They're Fuck no. making Fuck. shit happen. They're make they're working. It's basically a job. No, it's like a problem in Baltimore. Like they're fifteen. It, it, they're not working. They're like just standing. It, it's kind of a sus. It's, it's squeegee. Squeegee boys suck. Okay. <laughs> Squeegee voice. Go to a car wash. I don't want. I don't have time in my fast-paced life to go. I need. It's it's that. It's a squeegee or nothing. It's a squeegee. It's a squeegee or, no or nothing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I gotta go prep for this 
interview with this hot girl. I hope she's not watching this. It'd be so fucking awkward, actually. Does she like suck a fart out her ass heart? No, like I would. No, she's not. She's she's just a an attractive girl. Like I wouldn't. Like it's not like I'm gonna be like stuttering, stumbling for words, and like just in awe. But it's just a good girl to have on the the pod. What's up, cozy? Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo. Four first for Murray. Oh my god, that fucking be crazy. All right. Yeah, I gotta go though. Uh, peace out, pussy. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Peace. Peace. So it's just me, boys. I'm going to head out. That's basically it. Go like, subscribe to all Jackson's channels down in the link in the description. And go subscribe to my channel. I have an NFL channel as well. That's basically done. My dog is over here to my right looking at me like I'm a dumb bitch. And she wants to go on a walk. So if you guys missed this. Also, be a friend. Tell a friend. And if you hated this, don't tell buddy at all and just forget about it but if you enjoyed it be a friend and tell a friend let's help the show also i'm on every, we are on every podcast this is so yeah either way i am gone good night or in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night you guys know that movie jim carrey's a genius